It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Streaming live from Stony Point, this is HudsonRiverRadio.com, your local Rockland County station. This is Travis Walton, and you are listening to UFO Headquarters. And good evening, everybody. I'm Mike Warden with Linda Zimmerman, and you are listening to UFO Headquarters, exclusively on HudsonRiverRadio.com. And before we jump in tonight's, into tonight's awesome program, I just want to take a moment to remind our listeners that next month, it's September already. Hard to believe, right, Linda? Ah, where's the summer going? No. (laughs) But that means we are closer to September 4th, which is the Pine Bush UFO Fair. Um, It's Labor Day weekend, the 4th. It's a Saturday. And for anybody that's within, I don't know, three hours flying distance, if you can hear our voice, (laughs) you must come to the Pine Bush UFO Fair. It is the greatest experience you can imagine. (laughs) It is really a lot of fun. Uh, Thousands and thousands of people attend uh, street fair lectures. You have the Pine Bush Museum there. Um, There's an alien makeup contest. You love makeup and dressing up. I think there's a $500 prize for best alien. If that doesn't get you I'm going to try it again this year. All right. All right. Yeah, you were robbed. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, definitely food vendors, Hudson River, uh, Brian, right? Hudson River Radio. We will will be there. This uh, our official Hudson River Radio smart car is going to be there. Neil Richter is uh, running the show. I'm actually going to be out of town, unfortunately, for this year, which stinks because I had my costume all ready to go, which I I will not tell. Yeah, don't tell. No, no, no. We're going to hang on to it to next year, for next year. Uh, but uh, the smart car will be there. We're going to have some giveaways, a couple T-shirts, mugs, that kind of stuff to give away. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 I am looking, even though I'm not going to be there, just the uh, fact that we're going to be outside and people are going to be doing stuff. I think that's great. Finally. Right. <laughs> we're doing getting back things to it. again. Yeah. What a concept. And it is a lot of fun. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully a lot of people are going to show up. 
Oh, I bet. Uh, you know, everything this year seems to be so well attended. Everybody had, you know, a year and a half of cabin fever and uh, just want to get out. And it's it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, uh, Mike and I will be there with uh, our books and things, Hudson River Radio, lots of other uh, speakers and authors. So um, if you're into the strange, if you're just into a street fair, do it. See you there. All right, so let us jump into um, UFO hoaxes and frauds, something that's very <sighs> sensitive to, right, Mike, the big yes. sigh, right? A well, bane of our existence. It is, and, you know, we've we've probably, how many times have we talked about doing this type of show and we're finally doing it, and um, it's about time, right? Yeah, I think we could fill many shows, unfortunately. Um, just the amount of photos and videos you and I receive of, oh, you know, this is the greatest alien UFO. And you're like, really? You know, it's, and, and you were mentioning people now with the uh, ring doorbell cams, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Yes. Um, you know, a spider crosses it and they think it's, you know, a UFO. Um, but uh, we're going to, uh, go over some of the main ones we can't cover them all <laughs> but i wanted to start with um you know hoaxing and and pulling pranks and jokes and out and out fraud is certainly nothing new and yeah. i i think we will start off with something rather humorous i found uh, back in april 17th 1897 that was during the mysterious airship wave and if you haven't heard it yet, we did uh, an airship um, wave uh, from 1909 episode, which will explain that wave. But there was a previous wave in 1897. And we go to Texas and the Dallas Morning News that day reported that the night before, three boys took a cotton ball, soaked it in kerosene, unfortunately tied it to the leg of a turkey vulture, hopefully on the end of a string, let it go. Of course, it flew up into the air and they all started shouting, look, look, it's an airship. <laughs> so, you know, we're talking 19th century and they're trying to pull pranks. Um, the good news, bad news here, uh, the prank was discovered, but not in a very good way because um, the bird landed on the roof of the school where the flaming cotton ball promptly set fire to that school. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a feeling these boys got into some deep trouble for that. Uh, I just love that story. The flaming cotton ball on a turkey vulture. Rather low tech, but even then, the desire to... People are legitimately seeing something in the sky, but let's prank it. Let's let's hoax it, right? It's a natural human desire, I guess. And now with, with the instant fame people want to get, you know, with, with all the social media platforms... It seems that, that that's the big driving force. You have YouTubers mm -hmm. and now you have TikTokers. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, you know, everybody's pushing to get likes and views. And, you know, when everybody says, well, what do they have to gain? Well, there's a lot to gain when you're getting 
sponsored and you're right. making money off of social media. There's a lot to gain by, by fibbing yes. and fabricating things. Yes. Oh yeah. And that's, you know, that goes way back. Um, and uh, we had previously mentioned the other case of a massive uh, fraud hoax in uh, 1909. Uh, we covered that in the uh, Mysterious Airship Wave episode. Um, Massachusetts businessman Wallace Tillinghast claimed that he was behind all of the mysterious airship sightings, that he had built this marvelous new aircraft. He had made hundreds of flights across the country and even said that one time in his flight from Boston to New York, um, the airship had engine trouble but he was able to keep the plane gliding while he crawled out to the engine and fixed it in midair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I see Brian shaking your head there. Mm -hmm. and, but people fell for it. You know, <laughs> oh, what marvelous technology. This. He was a complete liar. He had nothing. He had, there was no plans, no product. He just saw the opportunity to fool people and they fell for it um it was all about the publicity his 15 minutes of fame and um why don't we talk uh, why don't we go to our first break before we talk about um one of perhaps the most profitable hoaxes in all of ufology's dark history so brian um let's go to the first break and stay tuned HudsonRiverRadio.com, your local Rockland County station. HudsonRiverRadio.com, home to your favorite local shows like Poppy's Memory Closet, The Green Divas, and The Rhythm Rock and Blues Roller Coaster. Catch them live and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming app. HudsonRiverRadio.com, your local Rockland County station. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Mercedes Kent. Join me for The Silver Screen with Mercedes Kent, a weekly call-in talk show about films, celebrities, and all things entertainment. Big Jim and I will catch you up on the current top 10 in the movie theaters, interview some people in the biz, and fill you in on what is hot. So come have fun with us every Thursday at 6 p.m. right here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Entertainment ensues. HudsonRiverRadio.com, a subsidiary of Glacier Entertainment, LLC. Blasting the competition in New York's Hudson Valley. And we're back here, Linda, and I just want to remind our listeners, just in case they just tuned in, the Pine Bush UFO Fair is next month, September 4th, 2021, 10 to 4 in Pine Bush, New York. We'll be there. I'm going to have to do makeup and, you know, avenge my defeat. (laughs) (laughs) As well you should. As well you should. All right. So, um... Where were all of you in 1995, if you were born then? Um, Because I certainly remember eagerly sitting in front of the television to watch the Fox broadcast of the Alien Autopsy film. Did you see that, uh, Mike and Brian? Yeah. Yes, I remember watching it back in 1995. Yep. Yes, yes. And um, I remember immediately saying, well, this is total BS. Um, But uh, unfortunately, many people fell for it and spent lots of money buying the the VCR tape of the alien autopsy. Fox, God knows how much they paid to the rights of this. So what this was in fact jonathan frakes remember commander Riker from star trek hosted that's right the, uh, i forgot right? about remember that frakes? i forgot about yeah yeah <laughs> all right flash from the past okay there were are some things i remember but yeah go go over it again and i'll ask uh, okay. see if my memory is decent i don't know probably not <laughs> <laughs> so this film was allegedly um a 1947 alien autopsy of a Roswell um, crash alien victim. Um, Supposedly Fox knew it was a hoax, but they were looking for ratings, so they weren't going to say anything. And there was such a frenzy about this. Uh, One person said it was the most intense interest in a film since the Subruder film, which, you know, is the JFK shooting film. That's how much frenzy there was it was a 17 minute film and they made it part of it it was at least an hour show i know they dragged it on if it wasn't even longer 12 million people tuned in and there was such a clamor for those who missed it you know you you didn't you know couldn't dvr it back then Mm -hmm. um they had to replay it uh three separate nights they they replayed it Uh, because it was so popular and as i said you know uh, it was just bs from the get-go you could tell it was deliberately filmed awkwardly right what was your opinion on that mike yeah it was 
it was horrendous. And, and I did a little, <laughs> I remember looking at it, same as you. I'm like, that's not a real alien. Like, I, I didn't know much about special effects then, but it wasn't even a good job at it. Yeah. They, they tried to definitely recreate that old film feel. And apparently the, the producers later claimed that it was actually based on a real film that they saw, oh, but yeah. it did, but they couldn't afford to buy the film. And by the time they got the money, the film had deteriorated yeah. conveniently. So they had yeah. to restage it. Yeah. Yeah. It was for those who haven't seen it, maybe the younger generations have not seen this yet. Um, it's a latex dummy, kind of like a little swollen belly. It's a wound on his leg. And it was a cool-looking autopsy thing. I remember, like, them peeling the layer off the eye. I was like, oh, good effect. Nice. But didn't fall for it. And how this came to be, there was a British producer by the name of Ray Santilli. He claimed he acquired this from a retired U.S. military cameraman in 1992. Tons of time and energy and money were wasted you know, studying this. And finally, not till 2006, John Humphreys, a special effects sculptor, admitted to making the alien figure. In fact, he, he said he even appeared in the film as one of the techs. 2017, Spiros Melaris, who is a filmmaker, said, yeah, we shot that uh, in my London apartment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not a, yeah, not a secret base in uh, in Roswell. I do remember so, like the operating table layout, right, yes. with the fake operating lights over it. Yep. So, yep. yep. Yeah. And they, you know, cutting him up and pulling pieces off and you know it was a nice science fiction uh, film um right but you know that's you could clearly see the way it was filmed to not show too much and let's make it look old uh, so as i said tons of money spent on this but some people are not giving up in <laughs> 2019 okay just two years ago there was a quote unquote leaked 2001 memo from the National Institute for Discovery Science, which was a UFO research group. Supposedly scientist Eric Davis and some uh, CIA scientist Kit Green, blah, 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 blah. Oh, the film is real. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. You know, the you all the people involved basically, or some of them have admitted it. Um, you know, and then as you said, Centilli then tried to say, Oh, well, it was a staged reconstruction of the same. No. <laughs> nice, nice try. <laughs> nice try. But they made a fortune. I, I can't I, I don't know the numbers. But just selling something like that to Fox, what are you pocketing? Then the VCR tape, right? Um, all the special that you know. So yeah, now YouTube. I, I looked it up while you were talking. The Alien Autopsy Factor Fiction is actually you can rent it or buy it on YouTube. Oh really? You, you can't it. watch it, it for free? Uh, it looks like there's clips that you can watch, but the watch, whole but thing it looks like you can rent or buy. So I don't they're know how much it is, still but... making money on it. Yep. All these years later, say say a good hoax is you know will pay out forever. Well, even if you so, know it's a hoax, now the curiosity factor I think comes in. Right. So. 
Right. Oh, and I would yeah, bet money. I was going to say, I'd bet money there's still got to be forums out there where people argue that this is a real video. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, in 2019, it yep. all came up again. And some, you know, pretty legitimate people are saying, well, this memo must be true. So the the autopsy must be true. The guy who made the dummy say, yeah, I made it. The guy whose apartment in London they filmed it in. And, you know, oh, well. So, you know, there's always people gullible. <laughs> who are willing to shell out money and there are people who are willing to take that gullible people's cash <laughs> yeah i'm actually looking at youtube comments right now and yeah people are are buying it <laughs> i oh, mean like buying no. with money and buying the premise oh, at the same time really good documentary no. worth every penny <sighs> what uh, are they charging that's what i'm trying to find i can't let me see Oh, jeez. Uh, you well, can rent it for four bucks. You can buy it for eight. Oh, no, thanks. Okay. No, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> I saw it yeah. 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Once was enough. Um, yeah, so that was uh, probably the most, pro one of the most profitable, perhaps the most. Uh, we're going to have another Roswell hoax a uh, little later on, but um, now I want to touch upon uh, Billy Meyer. Um, there are still people who believe in Mill Billy Meyer. Are you familiar with him, uh, Mike? A little bit, yes. Yeah. He was actually born in 1937. He's still alive. Um, Edward Albert Meyer, born in Switzerland. Now, here's your first clue that this is not something legitimate. He's the founder of a UFO religion. Okay. <laughs> And it's in German, so I will do my best to tell you the religion is called Freie Interessengemeinschaft für Grenz und Geistenschwissenschaften und Ufologies Studieren. That's impressive. Wow. That Thank was, you. I, that could have been complete gibberish, but it sounded great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I took a lot of German classes, so, <laughs> um, which stands for the free community of interests for the border and spiritual sciences of ufological studies which is f-i-g-u figu for short i think it should be called r-u-n because anyone who tells you they have a ufo religion should run um billy claimed that he started having contact with people from the pieties uh when he was 1942 sound photo videos with these plagiarins he called them your second clue to r-u-n is that he said he is the seventh incarnation of a long line of prophets and let me read this list for you of these prophets enoch elijah isaiah jeremiah jesus mohammed and billy meyer and as that kid's show said, one of these things is not the same. <laughs> and I would tend to think Billy Meyer. That does seem to stand out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And wasn't, um, it, wasn't it P.T. Barnum that said one was born every minute? Yes, it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so if you don't know his, his photos, which, you know, are quite famous in this field for being hoaxes although some 
people still believe it. Um, Brian, were you an X Files fan? I did watch a few of them. I wasn't okay. I wasn't like deep into it. I so do I didn't you, see them all. But. Do you remember the poster Fox Mulder had with the UFO that said "I want to believe"? That famous. It's ringing at the the tagline. Okay. Ringing the bell. So. Well, for for all you fellow X Files fans, which yeah, you can look that up. Yeah. Um, the UFO on that poster was one of Billy Myers' photos. He called it a beam ship, and um, however, his ex, one of his ex wives, Calliope said that uh oh yeah billy made all those spaceship models out of you know different things he had um one of the most famous he said the bottom of it was their trash can lid and actually someone took photos of this particular trash can lid and match it up exactly with one of his alleged ships wow now it gets even more absurd uh, Billy claimed that he was in, in um, communication with two very beautiful aliens. I don't know why they're always beautiful. Uh, Asket and Nira. And as proof, he showed some kind of fuzzy black and white photos of Asket and Nira. The only trouble is they were actually Michelle Delafarre and Susan Lund who were two very human dancers on the Dean Martin show. <laughs> they were part of the Gold Diggers dance group. And Billy apparently took a picture of the TV screen while the Dean Martin freaking show was on and claimed they were aliens. And, of course, the women identified themselves and said, no, we're not Plajarans, um, we're not aliens, and they've matched up the clip exactly from the show. Um, still many members of his church. He has a big compound in Switzerland. And those fake photos, uh, some of the originals were sold recently on at Sotheby's, of all things. <laughs> Wow. Sotheby's, you know, come on, have a little class, have a little self-esteem. But they raked in $16,500 for a few of these photos. So wow. they are... I, have to, I have to say, when you look at the photos, Linda, they scream fake. Yes. And I... wait till you see the videos of them, the UFOs jerking around, like being pulled on a string. <laughs> But yeah, the one with the uh, the grooved bottom, the round grooved bottom, that's his trash can lid. I'm looking at that one right now. Yeah, it's there a, you go. It looks like a trash can lid. <laughs> like we had those metal trash cans growing up. Because yes. we used to, if you threw them at the right angle, they would almost sail like a Frisbee, those metal lids. Yes, yes. And many a fake photo was taken with flying trash can lids. Well, see, we, me and my friends, we, if we had a camera, we could have been doing this. Yes. And you might have been able to rake in about 16 grand now from them. <laughs> um, should we take our second break before we get into um, probably the most shameful fraud of all time? And then, Mike, you will be going into current video frauds, correct? Yes, and, and I'm going to give, I'm going to help our listeners um, come up with ways that they can detect this quite quickly on their own. 
Excellent. So, uh, Brian, if we could take our second break and come back for what has been called ufology's biggest black eye. This is HudsonRiverRadio.com, your local Rockland County station. HudsonRiverRadio.com, home to your favorite local shows like The Sports Report, The Silver Screen, and Do the 45. Catch them live and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming app. HudsonRiverRadio.com, your local Rockland County station. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm Linda Zimmerman. Join Michael Warden and me for Murder in the Hudson Valley. Tuesdays at 6 p.m., we'll look into notorious homicide cases from around the region and follow the case from the moment the crime scene is discovered up to the final verdict. We'll discuss the suspects, evidence, forensic techniques, and legal battles used to identify and convict the guilty. Murder in the Hudson Valley, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., only on HudsonRiverRadio.com. HudsonRiverRadio.com. And we are back, and you are knee-deep in alien hoaxes and frauds. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we're, we're having, you know, fun with this topic, but in all seriousness for a moment, I'm going to get on my soapbox real quick and just say, it's these things that hurt the legitimate investigators in this field or in any paranormal field, whether it's, you know, UFOs, it's um, Bigfoot, it's, you know, ghost aliens, the people that are out there hoaxing and intentionally um, trying to, to pull one over, it puts a black eye on everybody that takes it seriously. And because we always get lumped in, with the lowest common denominator, Linda, I think yeah. it always seems to be, yep. they won't, they won't look at the work you did on its own. It's, Oh, well, this person did this. Therefore you're all no good. Right. So right. Really it's, it's, you know, we, we joke about it, but at the same time, it's not something that it's something we take seriously because it's embarrassing to the field. Oh, it absolutely is. And it, you know, it uh, brings everybody's credibility, you know, into, uh, into question so 
Um, if any of you saw the little announcement for tonight's show, the picture there is um, what I am going to be speaking about next. Okay, so strap in. You're not going to believe just how utterly stupid <laughs> that's the I mean, this whole thing is and how many giant leaps um, went into this. Okay, let's go to Chicago in 2012. A videographer by the name of Andrew Adam Dew gets a call from his partner, Joseph Beeson, saying, I have something to show you. Okay, this is going to be something big. So the story is that 14 years earlier, back in 1998 in Arizona, Beeson's sister is cleaning out the belongings of an elderly woman who had passed away, which is probably what's going to happen to all the junk Bob and I have <laughs> collected. <laughs> when we're gone, relatives will just hire someone to shovel it all out of our house. Um, the woman was an attorney and her husband was a geologist. They lived in Texas for most of the lives. Uh, no children. They traveled all around the world. So they had a box of slides for those very young people who've never taken any pictures other than with a camera, a uh, cell phone, used to take slides. <laughs> uh, you put them in a slide projector and you board your friends by showing them pictures of your trip. So um, in these slides were a lot of tourist slides. Of, they went all over Europe. A um, couple of cool pictures of General Eisenhower on his uh, whistle-stop victory tour across the country after World War II. Bing Crosby, Clark Gable playing golf at some celebrity tournament. So, you know, just tourist pictures. However, in this box wrapped in parchment paper were two separate slides. And they looked at them, and it's a small mummified body in a glass case with a description card. Clearly, it's a mu cheap museum glass case with some sort of archaeological discovery, you know, with a description card. Well, the description card, it's too blurry. You'll never be able to read that. And I don't know. That doesn't look human. It must be alien. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> you have an alien body and you're going to display it in a cheap case and under bright lights and let it dry up? Um, so, well, where's this alien from? Okay, the plot thickens. So, um, he shows this to his partner. They said, this could be an, um, the most amazing story ever. So wait a minute. This woman died in Arizona. Arizona is right next to New Mexico. And what's in New Mexico? Roswell. Roswell. It must be a <laughs> Roswell alien. Well, I, I propose an alternate theory. Arizona also happens to be next to California. Disneyland is in California. Maybe it's the mummified remains of Mickey Mouse. That could be Mickey. I think it could it be could Mickey. It could be. If you look at the photo, it certainly say, could be. Yeah. Say, right? Just as plausible. Maybe his tail and ears dried and fell off. Yeah. Um, it, it, this giant leap is 
it's it's so absurd. I mean, did any of these people ever go to high school biology class? How do you preserve biological specimens in like formaldehyde, right? right. Something like that. You you don't take the most incredible specimen known to mankind, let it dry up, and like I said, put it in a cheap glass display case. If you're looking at the picture, and you can see there's a woman in a blue skirt standing on the other side looking at this thing. And what's the description? What did they think the description card was in there? Well, this is one of the alien bodies from the Roswell <laughs> cl- crash. Uh, please don't forget to visit the gift shop and concession stand on your way out. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I you know, I, I, my jaw dropped when I first saw this and thought, they made this leap to Roswell alien mummy. So Beeson contacts Roswell researcher Tom Carey. He's an anthropologist as well. He's naturally suspicious, but takes a look and says, "Eh, it's kind of interesting. He gets co-author Don Schmidt, who they've written a lot about Roswell, and they put together the Roswell Slides Research Group. Well, how do you know it's wrong? Why are you call- why don't you just call it right curious slide, you know, um, right. right? Well, no, well, let's call it the Roswell slides. Um at first Kevin Randall and Chris Rakowski are part of this. I think they take one look, they withdraw, and even Kevin Randall says, I don't want anybody to think I have anything to do with this. So kudos to them. Um, apparently Stanton Friedman, like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, so this research group contacts Kodak. Yes, the slide was from 45, 1945 to 1950. All right, it's in the big deal. There's a, millions of slides taken then. Um, they do go to um, one of the Roswell witnesses who claims he saw the bodies, a man by the name of Benavides, I believe you pronounce it. And he looks at it and says, yes, that's what I saw. Okay, so they've got a witness claims that's what he saw. Then they get a Toronto anthropologist who clearly states this is not human. Okay. Um, So by 2014, rumors of the alien you know, the Roswell alien mummy are all over the place. And that year, Carrie announces, we have the smoking gun of Roswell. And and here's where it goes da- downhill. It gets worse, you mean? What? So fast and so <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, Brian, what do you think of the picture at first glance? I, movie prop is the first thing I thought of, <laughs> honestly. But not alien, no. But right, looks like an old glass case from a museum it just, right yeah it looks like a tray like in a lab somewhere something yeah it's, or yeah. museum something you're right you're, you're so, tra- it looks like you're trying to protect it but it's not obviously that valuable because it's open and it's exactly and, yeah. exactly under bright lights open ex- okay so now uh mike you had mentioned pt barnum yes. well the pt barnum of mexico is undoubtedly jaime masson Yes. Um, I mean, he has no credibility. When I first saw him years ago, he's on some show and he's presenting a photo from a witness he claimed was absolutely genuine. I think it was a disc over some trees. And in about 30 seconds, they took the the, the photo and showed how the UFO had been cut 
and paste. You could see the little box of the cutting and pasting. Um, yeah. But he would, he's like, no, no, it's, it's real. So I'm like, well, this guy, come on. I was at a conference that he was actually speaking at. And I saw like, well, let me walk in. I walked in for about two minutes and left because he's showing a picture of a column of rocks on the surface of Mars. But according to him, it was a woman walking across the surface of Mars. Okay. So that's where this guy is coming from this all reminds me of pt barman barnum's fiji mermaid mm -hmm. where he mm -hmm. took the top half of a monkey and attached it to the bottom half of a fish and made a fortune so what good is a ridiculous fraud if you can't make big bucks out of it so he decides they're going to have a, an unveiling called Be Witness, Be Witness to this. So on May 5th, 2015, 7,000 people crowd into this auditorium paying anywhere from $20 to $100 or as much as $350 for VIP tickets. Thousands more paid $20 and it was streamed worldwide. And the big, the big reveal was there. Four hours, um, speakers, um, just such an embarrassment. And so they studied this for three years. Once it was released, it took all of two days <laughs> for someone to put the photo in a deblurring and enhancing program to show that the little description card said, these are the remains of a two-year-old Native American boy found in 1896 in Arizona and had been put on display at a museum in Mesa Verde, California, Colorado. Um, the museum was contacted. They showed the pic. Yeah, that's the mummy we had on, on display. Not human. Oh, proof of alien contact. Two days it took for somebody to do the right thing and to blur that that card. Um, so is, is the lesson that you have to watch out for Canadian anthropologists? <laughs> I think that might be it. Yeah, or anything Jaime Masson does. Um, well, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. But yes, uh, any anthropologist from Canada, they obviously don't know what humans <laughs> look like uh, mummified. So Mike, comments. <sighs> Where do I start? First of all, if you just look at that picture, you can tell that it's it's a it's a human child based upon the head. You know what I mean? It looks like a dried up right mummified but. human child. Um, but it also goes to the bigger part because a lot of big names did come out and say this was definitely an alien. Um, you mentioned um, Jaime Musan. Um, we have another one, uh, Richard Dolan, if I got that name right here in my notes, um, people threw their names behind this. And that's your credibility. Um, and we're talking 2015, Linda, people had Photoshop in 2015. Yeah, no one thought to maybe we could just run this through Photoshop, we'll do a really high resolution scan. And then we'll enhance it in Photoshop. Well, I bet they all thought, um, this can't, we can't prove this is an alien, but nobody will be able to prove it isn't. Maybe that, and we can make a lot of money. 
I mean, quick calculation, hundreds of thousands of dollars were made here. This, And once it came out, yeah, a lot of people, researchers took a, who took part, took a lot of heat, you know, and should have. Did anybody give the money back? I doubt no. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just such a complete embarrassment. And, um, you know, just for the things I said, you don't let you, that's not the way you preserve important biological specimens. Um, well, I'd love and, to, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this yeah. just, I, I just want to read this statement um, in reference to when, when the carpet got pulled out from underneath this, this excellent research group that, <laughs> that did such good work. Um, one of them, um, Mr. Richard Dolan, he took a lot of heat because he's very well known in the field. Basically, he called it inevitable bumps in the road and said, I am aware that there are those who are disappointed with me over my connection with the recent event in Mexico City. Some are even angry. Critics may think what they want. I am satisfied with my actions. And that is all that matters to me. No, no, and no. Yeah, it uh, hmm. very unfortunate all the way around. Um, I, you know, I don't know what everybody has to make up their own minds as to where they want to go in this field and um, what they want to put their name to. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you want to endorse checks and you're willing to just do that, that's what you can put your name to. And that's, that yeah. seems to be the MO. And if you get caught, oh, well, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Linda. It's, yes. It's, I, I think, Brian, you just gave us a great segue um, because I don't know how much we should really, really mention this, Linda, but for our listeners, you and I were involved um, beginning, what, three or four years ago with a television project. Oh, yes. And thank you, Brian, for talking about just signing the checks because it went from, you know, telephone calls to, you know, Skype meetings to a television crew being sent up here to record Linda and I for a whole day. Um, remember, Linda, we, we were in, yeah. in your house. We extensive interviews. They had us walking around the woods with flashlights and stuff. And, <laughs> um, right. But little, just, you know, B-roll. <laughs> Yeah. And, but then to find out that, um, you know, the, the show really was not about Linda. It wasn't about me. It, it was basically being done to spotlight somebody else who's all over television right now. They basically wanted Linda's research. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the whole the whole it was presented to us as a, a serious scientific research into Hudson Valley sightings which that's what we're all about. And it became, oh, we're going to uh, talk about how scary abductions are. I was like, wait, well, aren't we jump, you know, jumping ahead? And it just got so bad. Um, and, you know, I said, look, we're, we're done with this. Um, this is not what we, we originally signed on for. And uh, yeah, the whole thing was very unfortunate. And, you know, the, I think a, a lot of TV producers think anybody will do anything to get on TV. And I'm not willing to take part in something I don't think is credible. Um, so they are went you ahead and share what it is. Or are you going to leave no, me in suspense? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's going to be on in a couple of weeks. I think this show that they, uh, people will be able to figure out, um, 
you know, it, oh, it's set. In, in fact, I did a podcast a few weeks ago and somebody said, oh, so we see this show set in the Hudson Valley. How come you're not in it? And I was like, well, and the host was very nice. He said, Linda Zerriman isn't in a Hudson Valley show. It must be bogus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I don't know about I, that, but um, you, you have my full attention because I don't even know yeah. what the project is. So yeah, <laughs> we'll tell you. We'll tell you offline. All it, right. it, it got made anyway, and um, there are some. Uh, I've heard some misconceptions about why I backed out, which is, and I backed out because they changed the entire format. And, um, yeah, and, you know, trying to minimize Mike and, and I in favor of sensationalism and someone they had probably picked from the beginning. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. So don't ask me, how come you're not, you know, how come you and Mike are not in that show? Because we didn't want to be, you didn't, we didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, I will not do anything for money. <laughs> so. No, absolutely not. Reputation, yeah. integrity, and credibility, they're, they're priceless. And you can only lose that stuff once. Yep. Yep. So speaking of credibility, what, what's going on in the world today with video hoaxing? So, well, the first thing I want to talk about is people can go online and spend days on just YouTube alone with all the terrible videos that are out there. And so I, instead of wanting to go over specific videos, I thought, let me talk about number one, what to look for when people see these videos pop up on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, what they can look for. And some of the key things that'll really jump out at them. Um, and also not just the, I call it um, fake or mistake because it's really two different kinds or the hoaxes. And then there's just the mistaken videos. So I kind of want right. to talk about both. Um, the first thing I'll mention is no matter who's putting it out there, if someone has credentials, are they who they say they are? Like Linda has never hid um, her background, what she has done in her life. You can research Linda's Googleable, right? <laughs> you can read all about Linda, you know, her life, what she studied, you know, her background. Um, the same with me. Listen, I was a police officer for 22 years. I'm very Googleable. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's articles about arrests I've made, things I've been involved with as a police officer, as a writer. Um, and, and again, listen, if, if someone were to ask me, hey, you know, Mike, you were a police officer for 22 years. What can you tell us about your best cases? Well, I, I could certainly pick quite a few big cases that I worked on that I'm very proud of to this day. I wouldn't say I'm not allowed to talk about it. That's not credibility, you know? Um, and I'm sure the same thing with you. If they asked you about anything you've done in your life, Linda, you'd be like, yeah, this is this, this is that. Um, so whenever somebody is putting themselves out there with a credential, don't accept it at face value. Look it up. Are they who they say they are? Um, especially when they start using words, you know, like doctor, are they really doctors? Are they, yeah. you know, are they passing themselves off as a medical doctor? when they've got a PhD in literature or something, you know? <laughs> so just the first thing is never get fooled by credentials, you know, because people can use any credential. They can say they were a police officer, an army general. They worked for oh, area Oh yeah, 51. we've had those who've claimed special forces. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
educations that uh, were never proven. Um, Made up yeah. colleges, all that kind yes. of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Or oh, I, yeah. I, I attended XYZ University. Well, you made it half a semester. Congratulations. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. So, if you know, whatever someone's claiming to be, you know, listen, take it at face value and then get the shovel out and dig a little bit and find out yeah. if that's really what they are. Um, so now that I got that out of the way, one of the biggest tip offs is when someone posts these things and they say it's from an anonymous source. Mm -hmm. They can't tell you where they got it from. You know, can't reveal it. They're not allowed to say the minute they anonymous is in the word, you should automatically get the garbage can out and be prepared to drop it in because it's probably bogus. Right. And then take the lid and take a photo of it in the air. Yes. <laughs> Um, the other thing that kind of is very closely related to that one, and by the way, this just doesn't apply to UFO photos. This is any paranormal photo, especially ghosts and, and things like that. So this all applies. It's very broad. It's from somebody else, a neighbor, a friend, a cousin. They got the video from somebody else. So they never really take responsibility for it. It always comes from somebody else. Very rarely will you see somebody say, I recorded this. Um, because mm -hmm. it always gives it a little more, they think, credibility to have this, you know, especially if there's an extensive backstory, watch out. Because backstories, um, Brian will tell you as a police oh, yeah. officer, when people lie, they don't lie little, they lie big. Yeah, people put in so many details to try to seal up all the cracks that it's amazing. It just falls apart. So Yeah. And, so and you, you, <laughs> you were talking about the, uh, like the anonymous photos and all that. There's a difference between that and... If somebody comes to you or to Linda to share their experience and they don't want their name put out. Right. Right. So there's, you know. Yeah. These are legit like research online, going on. But yeah. Right. This is like the just online post where it's, you know, this is a real video. It was an anonymous source because they work for the CIA or the FBI. Or, mm -hmm. um, another one besides the from somebody else, just a random generic found on the Internet. As if the Internet is its own entity that. <laughs> You know, I always like reading articles. Oh, the Internet is upset about the Internet is not human. It has no feelings. The people on the Internet might be upset, but the Internet's just, oh, I'm getting off on it. That's what happens. <laughs> um, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. That's another one. If you look at something and go, it just that looks too good to be true. There's a good chance it probably is. That's especially when you get start getting into the, the people that know what they're doing with CGI you know, blending video and, and incorporating spaceships into a video scene and making it look seamless. There are really good animators out there with this stuff that are very good. Um, and they'll do convincing work. So people need to ask themselves, if it looks too good, is it probably too good to be true? Um, when you see a video or a photo, look, look at the camera. Um, is the camera like, especially if it's a video surveillance, does it make sense what the camera is looking at? Um, I'm on a lot of ghost forums, and one of the first signs that something is faked is it'll be a security camera in a house pointing at something completely unrelated to being security in your house. Like, it'll just be randomly pointing at the refrigerator and cabinet. <laughs> that, mis yeah. that mysteriously opens by itself. <laughs> now, you you don't have your, your refrigerator under surveillance? I no, no. <laughs> Now, if the cookie monster is stealing your Oreos, you may want to put it on your cookie jar. But other than that, 
it's always a dead giveaway. Yeah, because... a camera in the bathroom is probably <laughs> oh. a red flag, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're yes. into that, who are we to judge? But <laughs> yes, um, even outdoor cameras, um, if it's pointing in a direction that has no real, you know, listen, security systems aren't that expensive, but at the same time, people aren't throwing cameras up all over their yards for random things. They're looking at, you know, driveways in, you know, ingress and egress where people can go into your yard, back doors. Um, the minute the angle, if it looks off, there's a reason. And it's because a lot of times is they have to use the camera just to get the footage and they need that certain background. And that's why they, you get these really bizarre. Um, so go with your gut on that one. So those are the, the fake. I'm going to go back to fakes, but I want to go to mistakes now. Fakes and mistakes. Because those cameras are everywhere, doorbell cameras, ring cameras, nanny cameras, um, home security. People have cameras in their houses, outside their houses. More and more people are posting paranormal, UFO, alien, ghost videos and photos simply because those cameras are notoriously bad at doing anything other than what they're intended to do. So like the doorbell cameras are great for your porch, for seeing who's at your porch, who left the package. They're terrible at picking up somebody walking across the street 50, 50 feet away. They're not designed for that. And those people walking across the street at night 50 feet away sometimes look like they're half transparent. It's not because they're ghosts, it's because the doorbell camera isn't good at it. It's the same thing with a lot of these indoor videos. Um, the frame rates are often very low the quality is often low because they have to save size. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you get a lot of artifacts, um, bugs. Linda can tell you, right, um, what moths and other things look like when they oh, are in right. front of infrared. Yes. Um, like, for example, YouTube is full of paranormal alien rods. You know, the, the alien skyfish rods that they people <laughs> capture that they're either alien or they're from another dimension. Or they're just moths, and that's what they are. <laughs> and and I've literally wanted to bang my head off of my table. When you can actually, I've done this. I've gone to the cemetery with a spotlight and recorded rods because spotlights attract moths. And yet somebody will argue with you that, no, that's not a moth because moths don't have 10 wings. And you try to explain the whole frame rate, the fact that the wings are flying, beating faster than the frame rate. They don't, there's no, nope, it's an alien. And so I think most things out there are mistakes. They're good people just mistaking. Um, and they're fueled by TV shows. There was a, a popular show that was on the tra the tra or history channel this, this past, um, you know, spring and they use surveillance cameras and they're using them to pick up things in the sky. And at least one time what they got was definitely an, an insect. Uh, but they were looking at it like it was a UFO. And it, these were some pretty educated people. So a lot of times, listen, I like that this is a, a line. I'm going to have to trademark this, Linda. I'll have to make a note. You know, paranormal researchers have been trying to find legitimate evidence of UFOs, ghosts, you name it, for, well, since photography came out, right? Over 100-something years. But yet somebody can go on Amazon, get a $99 ring camera, and get the most marvelous paranormal <laughs> evidence in the world that no one else has been able to get ever, 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 mm -hmm. ever. 
Not that you feel strongly about this, but that, oh, yeah, I that think is. Mike an has a problem with doorbell cameras. That really seems yeah. to be. The... <laughs> I think that's it. I needed to vent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I, the things we've gotten, um, you know, this is absolutely the best footage ever. Look at it. Yeah, no, it isn't. Um, and then they get mad at you oh, because yeah. you don't agree. They've just captured a million dollar ufo alien ghost bigfoot or or whatever and you try to gently be rational and you know it's it, it's tough yeah <laughs> it is tough um i know i don't want to run over too much so i'll talk another one is um reflections and lens flare mm -hmm. so people with cell phone cameras they're you know first of all cell phone cameras aren't really that great in low light um Again, they're great if you're taking a quick picture outside or inside, but if you point your, your iPhone or your Android camera at a light source, you're going to get lens flare. It's usually those little colored dots. Sometimes they have like a halo around them. Um, the sun is notorious. I've tried. Well, to wait, isn't that an alien plasma field? Yes. Well, that's <laughs> what people will tell you. And what's funny is, so I've, I've seen that in forums, and I'll post, oh, listen, a really cool picture, but it's lens flare. And someone else will come on. I'm a professional photographer for 30 years, and that's not lens flare. Uh, well, you're not a very good professional photographer. Right. Just because you're doing something a long time doesn't mean you're good at it. <laughs> you know, I, I recently commented on one who it was a um, someone who said that they were a paranormal investigator for 30 years, and it was a hair that was captured, a hair. And they could absolutely say 100% that was not a hair. And my response to them was, please tell me you're joking. <laughs> and that you're not a paranormal investigator. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the filter is gone. That's good. We've worked, yes. That's good. Well, you know, Linda and I, we, we've worked so hard for two, over two decades to, in a field where it's so hard to get credibility and to see it take this downhill slide recently where people argue that's an alien plasma field. When you can go out and point your kid out right now with your cell phone and point it at anything and get the same results you know reproducibility is is one of the hallmarks of science mm -hmm. um, reproducing it so um really quickly um one of the hallmarks of faked is the video is always going to be shaky it's not going to be quite focused it might be you know you never really get a chance to focus on something purpose purposely or or you know for any long period of time it's because they're trying to hide you know edges blending and things like that so they shake it um, and what's the intent? You know, people have been faking the paranormal since photography and the spiritual movement, you know, with the muslin coming out of the mouth saying it was ectoplasm. Oh, and the fairies, the little the fairies, fairies dancing yeah. around. Yep. Yeah. So um, and the last one is, you know, is what you've captured just normal? Is it the stars? Is it a planet? Is it a drone? Um, you know, is it uh, just normal lights, you know, an aircraft? Um, a lot of people see something, they don't know what it is, and they make the big leap of faith, kind of like they did with the with the mummified baby. Well, you know, we it was found in New Mexico, Roswell's in New Mexico, therefore we have a Roswell alien, you know, and sometimes those dots don't connect so quickly. Just because you don't know what something is doesn't mean oh, I've got an alien, I've caught a UFO. Yeah, don't don't leap to <laughs> the big conclusions. Um, you need to work your way slowly there. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of people, like you said, they're they're taking what they think is good, you know, photo. They are seeing something they can explain, and and maybe it never can be explained. You know, some I've seen plenty of photos and video. It's like, well, that's compelling. You know, I'm not going to stake my reputation. It's a real anomaly because I wasn't there. Right. Um, but. Yeah, there's good stuff out there. And the problem is it's more like a needle in the haystack of the garbage that's out there. Right. And it's why we do what we do, because we're trying to get to that. We're we're trying to sort through the millions of pieces of hay to get to that one little. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think that's a that's a good way to put it. So um, be skeptical, everyone. you know, go through your grandparents' uh, <laughs> slides, see if they have anything in there, you know, Bing Crosby, aliens. Um. <laughs> Anytime anybody uses the words parchment paper, and we're not talking about the Revolutionary War. Yeah. That, <laughs> slides were wrapped in parchment. Who has parchment paper? And who I would want to put a slide away and know. say, get me some parchment paper? <laughs> Is that the first thing that you would think of if you want to wrap something up? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there I've was got, so I've many. I've got some behind me in the drawer. I think. Where, do oh, you? Okay. No. okay. Where do you go to get? Par- I wouldn't even know where to get parchment paper. <laughs> I uh, the only parchment paper I know is what I bake with when I make cookies. And but that's totally different from you know original parchment paper. So I I don't. I don't know. All of this makes my head spin. Um, <laughs> you know, are are any of you, you know, Mike, Brian, do you think you're like an incarnation of a line of prophets? Has that ever entered your head? No. 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 no Not no. yet, but give me time. Oh, okay. <laughs> give me time. There's, so, you know, there's no deadline. You never know you when the moment know. strikes. <laughs> I have to say, I feel much better, Linda. <laughs> yes, you got to vent. You got a lot out of your system. Good for you. See, that's you know, that's what you needed. Yes. And uh, I think you know, Mike's going to dress up at the uh, Pine Bush UFO Fair as a big ring camera, just walking down <laughs> the street. I might. <laughs> I might. If I see one more rod on a ring camera. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope this was informative for some people, Um, you know, brought up some of the older cases. Um, As Mike said, hoaxing has been around as long as there's been photography or all you need really is a turkey vulture and some kerosene and uh, for a hoax. So people are out there willing to, uh, well, look at the, you know, during the great Hudson Valley wave of the 80s, all the pilots who thought it was a riot to, you know, fly in formation and scare people. There's something in the human psyche that wants to either pull a prank or make other people look foolish by having them believe things. And, you know, in this business, Mike, you and I were only as good as what we trust from people, what they tell us, their stories. And we try to judge their character. We try to judge the facts of the case as they are told to us. And, could we be wrong sometimes? Of course. Right. Um, you know, we're trying to trust these people. Um, but, you know, there's there's a big step from that to what we've seen here tonight. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, 
I think we're, we're usually pretty good at, you know, evaluating people's, you know, their authenticity, if they're being honest, um, you know, can people slip through? Absolutely. Um, but that's why we try to also independently investigate other ways. Right. So that it's, you know, what else can we verify through other means? Um, and we're not out there certainly trying to, you know, I, I think our integrity and credibility speak for themselves, you know, after 20 something years. I hope so. And, yeah. um, you know, have we made mistakes? I'm sure. Um, but sorry for those. And, uh, you know, our intention right. is uh, hopefully if you listen to this show is to bring you fascinating cases that we believe are credible and, you know, we'll tell you when they're not, or we won't even talk about them. Right. Um, so yeah, just, uh, everybody look at something with a skeptical eye and, uh, make your own mind up. Yes, absolutely. And don't forget September 4th, the Pine Bush UFO festival. Um, come see us, uh, the Hudson river radio booth. Brian won't tell us all the details, but it's going to be really cool. The smart car will be there. I'm hoping what I plan will be done by then. But either way, the smart right. car will be there. Uh, Neil Richter's going to be there. A bunch of hosts from uh, other shows that we do here at Hudson River Radio are going to be there. You guys will obviously be there. Um, and, of course, I won't. <laughs> so we'll I'm going to be out of town, but I'm going to expect a lot of pictures and uh, and and stories. Definitely. Yeah, we'll set up a ring cam in front of the booth. I was going to say, yes. if they do the parade, I'm assuming they're going to do the parade at the end. And if you see a ring camera walking down the street, it's Mike. So it's Mike. Always, it's always Mike. ask before you push the button, though. Yes. <laughs> Don't go just pushing the button. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, I hope we haven't irritated anybody. Um, but, you know, you have to know these things and, and be careful what you believe and, uh, and who you give your money to for what. Yes. And um, so we'll see you all at the fair, hopefully, or a lot of you. And then we will see you back here for our next exciting episode of UFO Headquarters on Hudson River Radio. This is HudsonRiverRadio.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.